The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's pray. You intend for us abundance of life, a heaping helping of your spirit. You placed in us your light that we might shine in places of fear and despair. You seasoned us with your goodness that we might love the world back to you. Remind us of who we are. Remind us that we are yours, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Matthew's gospel is written with a Jewish audience in mind to make clear that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah 
that Jesus is the fulfillment of all the law and the prophets. And while the scribes and Pharisees are concerned with public displays of piety and the letter of the law, the righteousness of Jesus flows from his relationship with God the Father. Jesus's emphasis on the law is about the goodness of God, about making God's love known in this world. When Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, this is about making manifest God's goodness. And we are called to bring the flavor of the kingdom of God to the people who think that perhaps God has forgotten them, to the people who hunger for justice, to a people that have forgotten that the world was created good and that God still loves the world, every blade of grass and each human being Each human being is made in the image of God. In Hebrew, the word is ruach, the spirit, the breath of God. Now, the words of the gospel for today are pretty familiar to many of us. I bet most of you know this little light of mine. Do you know that? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know it. But when the gospel says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world, in the original Greek, it's actually plural. Our little light, as in all of us, or as some of my relatives would say, y'all are the light of the world. This is a message to the collective us, the disciples of Jesus then and now. We are salt and light. Beyond the doors of our churches, we are salt and light for the whole world. But what does Jesus mean by salt and light? Salt and light are deceptively ordinary metaphors for us today. In our world, let's face it, we can flip a switch, we can use the flashlight on our cell phone. But in the time of Jesus, life wasn't so easy when the sun went down. Without electricity, the day and the night were distinct and sometimes dangerous. For us, only a power outage can make us acutely aware of what it means to be vulnerable, without light, unable to find our way. Similarly, in the ancient world, salt was an important commodity, preserving food in a time with no refrigeration. Salt could mean eating or not eating wholesome food. Then, And now, salt is used in cooking to unleash flavor. Now, in the English-speaking world, we don't often speak of life as flavor. But for my husband who cooks for a living and who is from Mexico, 
the meaningful connections we have with each other, is el sabor de la vida, the flavor of life, that which makes life worth living. What salt does for food is what we, the followers of Jesus, are meant to do in this world. We bring the sabor, we bring the God flavor as we participate in God's redeeming, God's sustaining and protecting and blessing all the inhabitants of the earth. We are meant to be salt. We are meant to be light. A city built on a hill, revealing God's saving goodness to a world that is so, so hungry for justice and so hungry for the love of God. When I was a sophomore at Indiana University, I was in a class with juniors and seniors and what I thought were very sophisticated graduate students. And I now know that our instructor, he was a famous biblical scholar, I won't name drop, my 19-year-old self, of course, didn't know the first thing about who he was. I did notice his unmistakable fashion sense. He wore cargo shorts, tube socks with Birkenstocks, and a big coffee stain down the front of his faded t-shirt. This seemed like a particularly unusual fashion choice, given that it was 38 degrees outside in windy Bloomington, Indiana. And he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, what, if anything, makes Christians different from people of other faiths in the world? Now keep in mind, this was not seminary. This was a very secular academic setting. And he received some very smart responses about the similarities of religious expression across world religions as an anthropological phenomena. And me, in my naivete, waited for a lull in the discussion, and there I was, as usual, completely devoid of cool. And yes, I said it. I couldn't help myself. I said, we are different because Jesus is alive in us. His face softened and a slight smile appeared for just a fraction of a second from the corner of his mouth. He then quickly went on to talk about the Apostle Paul and the wisdom of this world and the wisdom that comes from the Spirit, a wisdom that to some is complete and utter foolishness. Well, it wasn't until many years later that I really understood the irony of the moment. I knew very little compared to those other students in that classroom. Yes, I was probably a fool, but I knew that Jesus made us different, that Jesus was alive in us, making us salt and making us light. I have to tell the truth, 
At times, I've missed that girl, the one who spoke with abandon, on fire with the love of Christ. At times, I've lost my flavor. I've lost my saltiness as a multitude of fears and distractions became bushel baskets, rendering my light nearly indistinguishable. I needed community to bring me back. And wherever I went, in whatever city I lived, I found it. I found a church in Indianapolis, in Bloomington, in Chicago, in Champaign-Urbana, in Hollywood, in South Pasadena, and now here in San Marino. I found places to remind me of who I had been and who God was calling me to be. I know that who we've been undoubtedly matters, but even more, understanding who God is calling us to be in the here and now matters possibly more. Even when we don't want to, and it's easier to think about the good old days, the Spirit, the Spirit is still moving out there on the sidewalk, daring us to open our eyes, to listen, just waiting for us to join in. Theologian Frederick Bruckner said this, the place God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's hunger meet. Wow. What gives you joy and purpose meets what the world truly needs. I believe that is what it is to be salt and light. You disciples of Jesus are made for a glorious and joyful purpose, to reflect God's light in the world, to bring out those God flavors so that everyone might have a taste of justice, a taste of mercy, Oh, and that no matter what love that every single one of us craves. I like Eugene Peterson's translation of today's gospel. It's called The Message. He says this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm gonna hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you here on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep an open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. I believe in my heart of hearts that this is what God intends for us. Abundance of life. A heaping helping of the Spirit. 
our deep gladness meeting the world's deep, deep hunger. To love the world back into the arms of her creator. Now tell me, if I forget that, if I forget who I am, if I forget that we are the salt and the earth and the light of the world, will you all do me a favor and remind me? Because I promise you, I will remind you. You know I can't help myself.